Welcome to episode 160. I'm Brad Barton, your host. And I gotta tell you folks, I've been listening to my own show, and it's dull. I wouldn't listen to it. I don't know what the problem is. If you put me in front of a live audience, I can light up the stage. But for some reason, stick me in front of a microphone, get the recorder started, and I just sort of end up in this monotone. Hi, I'm Brad Barton. So, I thought I'd try an experiment and see if I can put a little bit more life into the show. I know I've got, uh, well, judging by my stats, probably two or three regular listeners. If one of you want to let me know what you think, you can uh, leave a comment on the show page, which you can find by visiting thelabwithbrad.com, or through email, or you can find me on Twitter, at LobbyandLab. I thought I'd take a break from evolution and biology and natural history, so sick of all the ifs and maybes. I got a message from one of my listeners, and he was talking about a type of nuclear power, or a nuclear power plant, called molten salt nuclear power. I thought that was interesting, and I thought I could make a couple of episodes out of it, and it would be nice to take a break from aforesaid subjects and talk about something that's a little more certain. So in order to relax, we're going to talk a little bit about nuclear physics. Before we get into the type of reactor that he pointed out, we need to cover the basics. The atom. We had a word for it, and the concept, long before we were certain that there were such things as atoms. It was back in ancient Greece. There was a debate about whether or not matter was infinitely divisible. If you had a nice sharp knife and a hunk of clay and cut it in half, and in half again, and in half again, could you do that forever? Or would you eventually get to some piece, some fundamental bit, that could not be divided any further? Opinions ranged wildly, but those who believed that there was a fundamental, unbreakable piece called it an atom. As it turns out, atoms can be split. We call it nuclear fission. When they do split, they tend to kick off a bit of energy. Some of their mass is converted into energy. Einstein and good old E equals mc squared. This can happen spontaneously, and in certain substances like uranium-235, it can happen when it absorbs a neutron. An atom has its electrons orbiting around the nucleus. The nucleus is the heavy bit. It's where most of the mass lives. Inside the nucleus, you have your protons and neutrons. There is one atom, hydrogen, that doesn't necessarily have to have a neutron. It's the simplest possible atom, with just one electron orbiting one proton. Electrons do have a little bit of mass, but it's tiny. The proton is much, much heavier. They have opposite electrical charges, electrons being negative, protons being positive. And with electric charges, opposites attract. So with our simple hydrogen atom, the electron likes to hang out near the proton, as near as it can get. The reason it doesn't actually crash into the nucleus has to do with quantum physics and gets kind of complicated. We'll save that for some other episode.
the next heaviest element, helium, usually has two protons and two neutrons. Neutrons are about the same mass or weight as protons, but they don't have an electric charge. The electric charges of the protons, all being positive, would cause them to fly apart, but they're held together. Call it the nuclear strong force. There are nucleuses of certain elements that are perfectly stable. They can last for trillions of years, longer than the current lifetime of the universe. But there are other atoms whose nucleuses aren't so stable. Back when we were talking about fossils, we had an episode on carbon-14 dating. Carbon-14 being a not-quite-stable atom. Carbon-14 is formed by cosmic rays interacting with our upper atmosphere, causing neutrons to be absorbed by nitrogen. Turns into carbon-14 for a while. Then, the carbon-14 spits out a particle and turns back into nitrogen. There are other elements, such as uranium, which can split in two, sometimes into three parts. Usually when this happens, they will spit out two or three other neutrons. This can happen spontaneously, for reasons that aren't quite understood. Or, if you've got the right flavor of uranium, or plutonium, or thorium, it can happen because the nucleus absorbs the neutron. This can give you a chain reaction. Some few spontaneous events happen, spitting out some neutrons. They get absorbed by nearby nucleuses, which then split apart and spit out some more neutrons, causing other atoms to split, causing more neutrons to fly around. When an atom splits, it's not the same chemical anymore. I actually tried to look up what you get when uranium splits. What are the chemicals that you end up with? And, well, it depends. They don't always break apart exactly the same way. Once they split, they get pushed apart rather quickly by their electric charge. They might spit out some gamma rays and, of course, a few stray neutrons. The net result of all of this is that the material heats up. If you can get a chain reaction to start up and sustain itself, the material gets hot enough to make power. You can boil water and run the steam through a turbine, which turns a generator. If it gets even hotter, you end up with a meltdown. If enough energy gets released, in a short enough time period, you've got a nuclear explosion. Those are the basics. Actually getting that to happen is a bit more complicated. We'll talk about that next time. See you then.